This week, three sides of the coin, kind of talk a little bit about a lot, all on KISS. Cruise Fest, we got Joe D'Angelo here talking about it. We talk about Vinny and some of the stuff he's done in the past, especially at Cruise Fest and other events. We talk about future KISS projects and the relation to all these various leaks that have been going on. I know some of you are going, we're a bunch of idiots and we're just hoarding <laughs> stuff for all of ourselves and we don't know anything. But Mark actually talked to somebody at the record label and shares what they're thinking right now. And you might find this very interesting. Um, it, it's a really good episode this week. I think you want to stick through all of this. You're going to learn something, either about Vinny, the Cruise Fest, or the music business. This is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things KISS. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Three Sides of the Coin. Basically, there's two of us this week. I mean, that third guy shows up late, leaves early. Ooh. I don't know why we even still Hey-o. have him. Is there any, here, are there any other podcasts out there that are interested in trading for a host? <laughs> We're willing to put Ed on the trading block. We're what do you, you, you don't even need to trade one of your hosts for him. You got, you, listen, you got a cool piece of kiss memorabilia. We'll take that. Hmm. Anybody got a three terabyte hard drive out there that's sitting around? We'll trade Ed for that three terabyte hard drive. <laughs> well, like I said, the junior highs are getting out right around now. Oh my god! He's got things doing. He's gonna just this is going to be another. This is going to be another episode that we're just going to get roasted over. I can tell. Eh, who cares? Who cares? Exactly. We, we speak. We speak the truth. We stand behind what we say every single time, every single time. And if it pisses you off, that would be your problem to deal with. We're not here to make you happy. We're here to make us happy. It's always us. At the end of this show, Mark and I can go, yeah, that was a good time. We loved it. That's all that matters. Um, All right. So before we get into this week's interview, anything in the kiss world we need to talk about? Australia starts Australia in Australia. right? Yeah. By the time you're watching this, they will have already started the tour there. As we're recording this, the first show is in two days. So they're already there. Um, Everybody watching. We normally record on a Tuesday. But yeah. we didn't this week. We're we did recording on one. Thursday. So we, we actually moved to Thursday to accommodate Mark. This whole show accommodates Mark every time we record. I'm playing in two bands now. Actually, I'm playing in three bands now. So if I'm I got so much rehearsal. Oh, yeah. Go Talk through. about that. First of all, you got you got yeah, show that was coming the segue. Up. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, you're gonna see, I don't know, before, after, beginning, or end. A little commercial, by the way. Big huge shout out to my buddy Andrew Scambati, who a lot of you guys know. He he put a little uh Otherwise known together. as Sam. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> somewhere he's going, God damn, that hurt. Where 
did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He's crazy. He's not. <laughs> I know. I know. But anyways, oh. my my buddy put that together for me. And uh, anyways, on on uh, September sixteenth, it's a Friday, almost a month from now. Well, from the, the day where I'm uh, we're recording this. Um, my band left for dead. We have not played a gig since before COVID and, you know, perfect effing time. You know, we, we, we work all through 2019, record our album, get it ready, hoping to press it, put it out. And it's, we're like, we're going to put it out on my birthday and in May of 2020 and wah, wah. Nope. Nope. COVID. You can't even have, you know, so we've never even had an album release party or Anyways, um, I'm also playing drums for uh, America's number one Ted Nugent tribute band. I'm playing the drums for a is band that self-proclaimed TNT. or is there actual facts behind that? I, matter of fact, I do remember something I, I saw on a computer. It did compute them as the number one Ted Nugent tribute band. Are, so, there, are there more than one Ted Nugent tribute band? There's in actually the country? quite a few. Okay. Quite a few. <laughs> so uh, uh, anyways, so um so we're 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 playing um we're doing a co-headline uh at the token lounge in westland michigan and uh anyways uh there's four bands there's a band before left for dead then left for dead um doing rock and roll dogs and all our other songs and stuff that we do and then uh the ted nugent tribute so i'm going to be one tired guy um after that day and then the, it wraps up with an alice cooper tribute so anyway see the commercial if you're up in the detroit area man stop by um it's a great club um you know and uh, again we're expecting a really big crowd to get there early it's a really great place um legendary i mean a matter of fact uh you know ace freely i mean that's the, again it's a great place that's where i think ace that's where played. wasp is playing no wasp is at harpo's are they? Okay. All right. My mistake. Yep. Okay. But Token is where all the other faster pussycat, I mean, every striper matter of fact, accepts there the day before. Uh, That's where I remember it. Cause I'm promoting accepts tour as well. And I've, yeah, like, except, I saw... fact, except just Thursday, the 15th. And I want to go see Phil, um, uh, you know, Phil from, uh, the talismans playing in, in accept. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And, so and, I want Christopher. Yeah, yeah, brain other great guy, the former guest on the show as well. So that's what I mean. So uh, yeah, come on out to the token. You know, hell, come up for the weekend. Go see Accept on Thursday, and go see Left for Dead and the TNT band on on Friday. Two, two nights of rock and roll. So, anyways, yeah. So that's why we had to move the show. I've got so many fucking rehearsals. I can't even. Matter of fact, might you ought to see my little blotter rehearsal, rehearsal, rehearsal. Because uh, you know, even after forty five years of sitting behind the drums, I always want to be perfect for you folks who come out and you know come out and see us play so so far so good so uh, anyways that's uh, that's going on so uh back to our show well let, let me let me but before we announce the guest let me make a quick mention of three sides of the coin radio oh yeah we, talk, we, we talked about it last week it's 24 7 365 i mean you can listen to kiss radio anytime anywhere uh, all you need is an Alexa device or the free Alexa app. And you can just say launch three sides of the coin radio. Super simple. And this week, we just launched our first guest playlist. So if you tune in right now, all of the songs you're going to hear on three sides of the coin radio were picked by 
Mr. Eddie Trunk. This is Eddie's pick for his favorite Kiss tunes. It's a pretty kick-ass playlist, I gotta tell you. It's, you know, it, somebody's like, was oh, it all Ace songs? It's like, no, no. And it's not all just originals either. There's, he covers the entire history of Kiss. He doesn't get into live albums or solo albums because he said it was hard enough just to pick his playlist off of the studio albums. But we've got a bunch of guest playlists already lined up down the road. Um, it's going to give you a really cool insight to a lot of musicians, a lot of people in the Kiss world of what they listen to and what do they like of Kiss. But Eddie Trunk right now, it's his playlist. Three sides of the coin radio.com. Just go there, give you all the directions of what you need to do. But like I said, it's just an Alexa device or the free Alexa app. If you don't have a device, you can put the app on your smartphone or your tablet and you can still listen to it anytime, anywhere. All you got to have is an internet connection. So check out Three Sides of the Coin Radio. Um, all right. Now on to this week's guest. We have got uh, Joe D'Angelo from Cruise Fest joining us this week, talking about what he's got planned for the upcoming Cruise Fest this year. He uh, even talks to us and shares us some stories of working with one Mr. Vinny Vincent in a past Cruise Fest capacity, which leads to another whole discussion about Mr. Vinny Vincent. And we get into a whole discussion about the music business. And uh, I found this a pretty interesting episode, actually. I think fans will love it because it's, number one, it's all kiss, uh, all kiss all the time. And really, we get into the nuts and bolts. And of course, too, we do speak about future kiss projects that may or may not be in jeopardy now. We do speak a little bit about, you know, the current state of the leaks and stuff like that. Um, and we, we try to give you a little bit new perspective on it. And uh, again, we, we, as we do all the time, we look at everything through businesses' eyes because those are the only eyes that really matter. Well, those are the um, eyes that are making the decisions on decisions, whether stuff happens. Yeah. And, yes. and, and you're going to have to listen to the end to get the, get the answer but Mark actually did speak to some people at Universal and he shed some light on where they are at right now with regards to future releases. And it's pretty interesting. If, if, if you are open to learning new things and not stuck in your self-professed expert knowledge base that you think you are because you hang out on some message board um there's some real knowledge being being dispensed here let's put it that way some real good insight into the music business especially related to kiss upcoming releases so let it roll joe d'angelo talking about cruise fest talking about vinnie vincent talking about future kiss projects we'll see you at the end this week, three sides of the coin, kind of talk a little bit about a lot all on KISS. Cruise Fest, we got Joe D'Angelo here talking about it. We talk about Vinny. 
and some of the stuff he's done in the past, especially at Cruise Fest and other events. We talk about future KISS projects and the relation to all these various leaks that have been going on. I know some of you are going, we're a bunch of idiots and we're just hoarding <laughs> stuff for all of ourselves and we don't know anything. But Mark actually talked to somebody at the record label and shares what they're thinking right now. And you might find this very interesting. Um, it, it's a really good episode this week. I think you want to stick through all of this. You're going to learn something either about Vinny, the Cruise Fest, or the music business. Friday, September 16th, the Token Lounge. Detroit's original rock and roll dogs left for dead. Return to the stage for the first time in over two years. With TNT, America's number one Ted Nugent tribute band, recreating the classic 70s sound of the Motor City Madman. Also appearing, The Nightmare, Detroit's only Alice Cooper tribute band, and Sybil and the Beast. Left for Dead and TNT, Friday, September 16th at the Token Lounge. It's going to be a Motor City Madhouse. Yo, it's three sides of the coin, and we're here. And you can hire us to say something on video for you. But, but before everybody like rolls their eyes and goes, what the hell am I hiring three sides for? We are donating 100% of the money we raise to charity, okay? So... Think about that when you want us to say something. We can do a birthday shout out, an anniversary shout out. Lisa can do like a Paul Stanley rap. Couldn't you, Lisa? Would you do that, please? I can sing Read My Body. I can do a Paul Stanley rap. Anything that you want to do, I'll do. Mark, well, not would, would, would you get up and go open something? No, but I'll <laughs> say something funny. <laughs> I'll read a comment. <laughs> yeah, Tommy will. Re you can send Tommy a comment and he'll read it. Now, seriously, you guys all know what Cameo is all about. We'll do a video shout out for any occasion saying anything you want. You know, I don't know if we've even got any limits. You could you could have us say something like three sides of the coin sucks and we'll do mm -hmm. that. Well, I mean, does, we're, we're real easy here. So head over to Cameo.com. Look for three sides of the coin. The four of us will get together and record a video message for you, donating all of our money to charity. Mm -hmm. Hey, three sides of the coin. We're going on a little cruise today. We're joined by Joe D'Angelo, talking about the Cruise Fest. Cruise Fest 2022. Yeah, crazy, huh? I was telling Michael right before we got on, I'm like, this will be the first year that my travel agent, because I'm fucking old i still use a travel agent um my travel agent that's where my wife and i are staying at unbeknownst so uh we will be running into each other at the hallways or, so mark mark you know. can be a surprise unannounced guest you're gonna be <laughs> at the double tree yeah that's where nice. our uh, that's where our travel agent put us so i'm uh, nice it's a nice place it's right on the marina um it's how really far, pretty. you know how far that is from the uh, port oh like 15 minutes. Okay. Well, that it's was the one nice thing world. about Miami is all the fucking hotels were five minutes from the fucking port. Yeah. You know, I, I there was some hotels that were as far as 45 minutes. I mean, these were ones they were recommending. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm not fucking taking a cab for 45 minutes. to. And LA <laughs> is brutal with traffic too. I mean, oh, yeah. I've been there a few times. I know it's, uh, it's, this is actually my first, but I've heard horror stories for decades. 
real, real, real quick. When I wish Tommy was here because when Tommy and I were down there, uh, uh, we were meeting a couple friends and we looked on the map and it, it was like, I don't know, eight miles or something. We're like, we'll see in 15 minutes. And they're like, no, you'll see us in an hour. And I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? It's like eight miles. They're like, yeah, LA traffic. Sure yeah. as fuck. And an hour and 10 minutes later. So Free, freeways <laughs> out there are literally just parking lots. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And look, I'm, I'm from Jersey, so we got our own fair share of traffic, but it's a, that's a whole nother world out there, man. Well, as long as Mark can get piles of crab legs and shrimp, he's good wherever he stays. No doubt. New doubt, as they say in Canada. Um, so Joe, I mean, I got to imagine at this point who isn't familiar with the cruise fest, but let's just start by updating our listeners. That's the cruise fest. And, and, you know, how is this affiliated with the kiss cruise? Well, it's not affiliated per se, um, except for the fact that every year there's always fan run pre-parties that have happened before the kiss cruise. This is now the 11th one. And there's been one for everyone, sometimes more than one. And um, I got involved back in Kiss Cruise 5, long story short. It evolved into Cruise Fest a couple of years back. It's a name that I own and trying to, you know, brand. And it's a two-day rock festival. You know, we try to make it a two-day fun day for people going on the cruise. Um, this year, though, being that it's in Los Angeles, there's a lot of local um, attention. Lots of people from the area have been reaching out to me about how to get involved, how to be there. Um, I've never experienced that with any other city we've been to. So uh, it's been kind of cool, but it's basically a two day festival. We're doing a comedy on night on day one uh, with a, with a DJ party in the bar, a little, you know, welcome, get come to the event kind of thing. And on day two, we have party buses. We're going to uh, drive everybody over to the Yost theater, which is a 110 year old rock theater. Well, it wasn't always a rock theater, but it is now um, really cool place. Great stage, great sound cool lights uh it's gonna be a lot of fun kind of i mean should we just think of this as uh a kiss kiss convention kiss expo that happens before the cruise goes off yeah but there's not a whole lot of vendors it's not like we've done that before the last time we did the cruise fest in 2019 because 20 we did there wasn't a cruise in 21 we canceled because of covid um but um we had probably 50 vendors that first year or that last year and it was great, you know, but this year it's a little bit different in L.A. The layout's different. The hotels are different. We are going to have vendors, but only about 15 of them. So I'm being a little more select in those vendors. So, yeah, it's kind of like an expo in the sense that yeah, there will be a lot of kiss flair. But there's also going to be some rock stars hanging around that I think is going to be kind of cool. People just walk around and, you know, see them and get their picture with them kind of thing. So uh, fill us in on the events that you've you're planning for the fest well i can actually kind of break some news because this is very new um we just booked craig guest to be one of our headliners for great guy comedy show he's awesome he's funny and kiss fans know him so it's going to be great listen if it just my two cents if you're looking for a comedian don't book izzy (laughs) 
Izzy, we love you, man. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely book Izzy. Yeah, but but Craig's a, a fan of the, uh, you know a friend of the show, and uh, he's a friend. Of, you know, I wouldn't wear a buddy buddy, but it, you know we see each other, we say hi, and you know first name basis and everything. What a wonderful gentleman! I I like him quite a bit. He's always uh, super cool and uh, very know, funny. Anyways, he's going to be the MC on the on night two as well at the Yoast. Uh, so between the bands, there might be a little Gene Simmons, if you will, between the bands. Uh-huh. Awesome. Um, but he, it's him, uh, House Sparks, who, if you haven't checked out House Sparks, he's funny as hell. Yeah, my um, wife loves him. He's big great. Kiss fan. He's been big in a ton of fan. stuff. What's that? He's a big Kiss fan. Yes, he is. And that's why he's such a good fit, along with Craig. And Courtney, Courtney Cronin's old. She's um, awesome, too. She's really funny, man. She is I, funny. I get on the phone with her, and she gets me in stitches, and we're just talking. I can't wait to see her show. Um, but it's going to be good. That's on the first night. What I figure we'll do to keep it a little simple. Um, Cruise Fest had a massive amount of bands the last time we did it. Ace Freely, Sebastian Bach, and Thunder Mother, and Return of the Comet, and like five other bands. It was a little hard to do logistically that kind of event. I live in Jersey. This is in L.A. It's kind of hard to do that 3,000 miles apart. So I talked to Courtney, who lives like an hour from this hotel. And we decided to do a DJ party with DJ Noise. Uh, he's been on all the cruises, and I think he's actually performed on three, maybe four of them. Um, and he'll be our DJ. We'll have a DJ party, and then we'll do the comedy show. And we have a, a surprise uh, rock star going to be doing their comedy for the first time. So that should be Vinny. No. Oh, come on. The guy is guy's hilarious. Well, he is hilarious, but he doesn't have to say anything to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> and having worked with him once before, once was enough. Really? Yeah. You want to tell us yeah, a that little? 28, well, that 2018 event we did, we did the, um, the event, the pre-party down in Miami. And uh, I was working with another gentleman at the time who, is is a fan and is you know wanted to do these parties and when I got involved we took it to another level. I'm more of a promoter than he is. Are you are you, are you the sole person putting this on now? I'm the face of it, but I'm definitely not the sole person. My wife has been working. My wife Patrice has been working full full steam ahead, and we've got a great team of a bunch of volunteers, Kiss Navy people that are on the boat with us. Um, I mean, God, there's there's like 20 of us that have been all helping behind the scenes on different things. And they'll be the volunteers that you see at the event. Cool. Cool. So 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 let's go back to 2018 here. <laughs> uh, Vinny. All right. Well, like I said, I was working with someone else at the time, and he didn't have an idea of how to really handle this. And working with Vinny, you have to – everything needs to be spelled out in writing, which and, – and, and, then, and then he'll still not follow what's spelled out in writing. No, he'll still change and, it at the last – And that happened, um, but that's, you know – Again, I kind of expected it, but I promoted the hell out of that event by getting him up on stage. Um, and I am still the last promoter that had him play with a live band um, for what that's worth. That's, that, um, that, that's true. I, you can't say Creatures Fest was a live band. Yeah, it was recorded. He was playing, um, you know, I, yes, he was on, on stage with Bruce and Ace, but that was a recorded. They were playing yeah. to a track. And even Ace said, I can play anything. All I need is a drummer. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if you heard that. That was fantastic. Yep. Yep. Um, but long story short, you know, working with him was problematic, and and having a a uh, fellow promoter, if you will, that didn't know what he was doing made it even more problematic. So it was tough, man. I got to tell you, just getting him to the point of being on stage 
made me hold a wad of cash over his head just to get it to happen. And wow. it did happen and he got paid. And um, I, and I, my thing is when I do these events, this specific event, it's really about the fans of, that are going on the cruise. I don't make any money off this event. I work all year long on it and it's just a labor of love. It's not a money maker for me. Never has been. My other events, I make money on. This one is a freebie. But that being said, you know, it was a lot of money that I had to hold over his head. Otherwise, I would have looked like an ass to all those people that I told Vinny was going to do X, Y, and Z. And if he didn't show up and do exactly what we told him, like, I hate to say it, like the guys at Creatures Fest, they got dealt that because they told everybody one thing and unfortunately got hit with another. Um, and I'm sure that was really disappointing to the guys that put it together. Well, it seems to me and, and you know, when when Mark, myself and Tommy went to um, Spooky Empire back in 2018 for Vinny's second appearance, his M.O. seems to be agreeing to everything up front. And then literally at the very last minute, not agreeing or throwing something, throwing a new condition in it where as a promoter, you really have no choice. You're either canceling the event or you're caving to the demands. I was just going to say he is um, very good at knowing how to get promoters over a barrel. Um, and it's exactly what you said, Mike. It, it was um, just, you know, I, I had to. I had I had to do what I had to do, which unfortunately burned the bridge with the promoter I was working with. But there was no way I was going to let that guy pull out and not do what he said he was going to do for the fans, not on my watch. And unfortunately, like I said, it burned a bridge with me and the other guy. But as far as the people are concerned, it went off the way it was supposed to go off. And I, I swore, like Neil, the guy that runs Cre uh, Creatures Fest, and my former partner with Cruise Fest, he helped me back in 2019. Um, I, I told him, I said, look, be careful with this. You know, you're putting all your apples in one barrel here and building tanks and flying people in to be in a band and this, that, and the other thing. And I just felt that, you know, and he had asked me, you know, come on board, please help me with this, work with me, let's make it happen. I did not want to be a part of anything he was, that Vinny was a part of. Um, it's, it's doomed to have problems. And I just, I, I, I loathe that. Well, you know, and that that's why, you know, we 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 three sides took a little heat leading up to Creatures Fest because we never talked about it. But after the fact, we we explained for one simple reason, as you just said, we aren't going to get behind anything that Vinny's involved with. We didn't have well, an well, issue with Neil, no issues with Neil, no issues yeah, with Creatures Fest. Right. It was the simple fact that Vinny was there. And I think, as I told you when we were chatting beforehand, we knew something was going to happen. It was a given. Well, well, something was well, going to happen. We, we just didn't know no what. Band. We knew there was no band. And how douchey would it have been for us to spill those beans before the thing? That wasn't for us to spill. You know what I mean? That, mm -hmm. That's, where, that's where I thought it was funny. People were giving us heat. And I'm like, if we wanted to ruin something, if we wanted to be dicks, we would have said that because we already knew there was no band. We knew that 100% knew it. So I'm like, you know what? I remember when, when we talked, we're like, you know what? We just won't say anything. And, and we still caught heat for which I don't give a fuck, but it, it's still, I mean. I felt bad for the guys. Yeah. I have no problems with Neil and Jay. and Neither uh, do we. You know, Neither do and we. And I think they're, they're good dudes. I just, 
I didn't want to be involved with anything Neil or anything Vinny was involved in. And I felt bad because I, I kind of felt like I screwed them over because I could have helped, you know, because uh, I'm pretty competent as a helper. But I just. Yeah, but you, I mean, Joe, I mean, especially when it comes to Vinny, at what point is there enough history out there, especially history just since 2018? Yep. We're not talking history going back to the 80s and everybody who's ever worked with them and has talked about it. But since 2018, there's enough history that anybody should be able to sit down and go, oh, wow, you know, what's what's similar between every event that he's ever been involved in, every promoter he's ever worked with, to, to cause somebody to go, you know what, maybe – Maybe he's not the guest. Maybe, I don't know, you know, maybe you approach it differently. But, you know, it, it seems like it's one of these things where anybody who works with them has to learn the hard way. Well, that's like Gene said, uh, Gene Simmons, in one article said that, you know, he's got a lot of talent and he, he could be a, a force, but he is the most self-destructive person he's ever met. And having worked with him for eight months straight on that event, I can tell you that's a very sound assessment. Well, we've said that for years. It had because I think especially KISS fans, too. I, I think Americans and, and people in general are very forgiving. They love comeback stories. I'm talking in generalities sure. here. And had he come back in 2018 and said, you know, I made some mistakes. I, I understand things didn't go well. I'm a better person. I've really worked on everything. Um, and here's my band. And literally, if he would have put a band together, he could have done, you know, club shows and, and stuff huh. like that. And if he would have kept his nose clean and he could have made a nice chunk of change, um, because he certain the talent was certainly there, but he didn't, he went right back to his scummy fucking ways. History didn't change. He didn't, he didn't learn lesson one. And, and that's, that's what happened to the guy. I mean, I don't care if you're a rock star or a ditch digger. You know, you can always get redemption and, and be a better person and make your career work better. Again, be rock star, ditch digger. You can make your life better. He chose again not to. He, he, he Again, he learned nothing. He went right back to screwing people and treating people like Petey, which we witnessed firsthand. It's spooky. Treated people like you, like shit. Okay. Well, guess what now? Now you're damaged goods all the way around. You didn't learn Tell anything. Tell story. Um, and I won't keep you long because I, I know you guys, we had a lot to talk about, but this is something that you might like to hear. Um, during that time when I was doing the, uh, the event with him back in 2018, I was working with his lawyer and the lawyer said, and I told him a bunch of different things. I had a book company interested in a book deal. Um, we were talking about buying some of his, the rights to his music back to re-release and remaster. Um, and I came up with several different things. One of them being him selling custom autographed guitars. Through his website so i came up with a deal with jackson how to buy them i had a painter who was going to paint them the colors you know the gold and the pink and um we had it all squared away um he was going to make like 500 bucks a guitar and i was going to make like 400 bucks a guitar and I, but i was doing all the work so we went to dinner i explained everything to him i showed him showed him where the monies were going and how it was going to play and Literally, I gave him like, it was like a $1.2 million prospectus for everything over a course of 18 months for the guitars, the book, the everything. And um, he says, all right, great. I'll take all this. And then uh, two days later, I follow up with him and he's like, 
Well, I was thinking about it, and I um, I think about it. I, I really don't know what I need you for. And I said, excuse me? He goes, I'm going to basically take these ideas and do them myself. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. I said, that, that was the whole point was for us to work together on this. He goes, well, I don't see why I need you. I can do the guitars myself, and then I can keep all the money. And that's essentially what happened. Now, people knew that the time that I was putting this deal together, so he started selling these guitars on the website. Um, that he was making and he sold a couple I don't know how many a handful because of course anything he puts to it's not done the right way and it just fell apart but I was getting calls from people there's paint on the neck there's pink fingerprints all over the neck and this and I'm like yeah I had nothing to do with it leave me out of it here's his website you go to him so in the end he wound up screwing himself again because he would have put out a quality product that all he would have had to do was sign his name to literally sign your name take 500 bucks and move on. But he couldn't do it. He decided he was going to do it. Um, he screwed it all up because now I don't think they're doing it anymore. And that's the end of that. But that's typical Vinny, I think, from what I've heard through the years. That's exactly how he behaves. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I, again, at some point, people have got to learn from people who want to work with them. Have, there's enough back history now to go back and go, okay, yep. he screwed up at, at his comeback. He screwed up at the shows that were going to be put on at Graceland. He screwed up, you know, with you, your deals, with your events, Creatures Fest. I mean, at what point does somebody go, well, I think here's the thing. People in the music industry, especially those who were around during the 80s, no. Mm -hmm. that, I mean, that's why Nobody was knocking down his door to give him a record deal. No, no record labels were pursuing him. No big managers were pursuing him. No major booking agents were pursuing him. You know, so they know. There's reasons for that. Hmm? There's reasons for that. Yeah, they knew. yeah exactly. Because they, they, they either got burned themselves or they know business colleagues who got burned back then. Right. And know the stories. I mean. You just got to listen to every interview with anybody who's ever been in a band with him or worked with him. And there's plenty of them out there. We've had our fair share of them on our show and the stories are all the same. And that's one thing that's that, you know, it, I, I want our audience to know we don't have people on to, you know, tear Vinny down. I would love for Joe, for you to go, you know what, when we did our thing, he was wonderful and about, yeah, we're not about dirt and crap like that, but also what we are about is truth. And well, here's the thing over and over and over and over with Vinnie Vincent. So if someone's going, Oh, you're just Vinnie bashing again. Him. No, we're just all telling our personal experiences with the guy. We, and, and things we witnessed firsthand. That's all. He's really, really good to the fans. I will say that he is exceptional he looks him in the eye he talks to them he seems interested in what they have to say he is exactly the way he should be to the promoters that are making all of it happen for him is how he is to the fans for some reason he thinks that if a promoter is making money they're taking advantage of it the bottom line is we're in the business to make money i'm okay with paying you thirty thousand dollars to do your event you're making your money why shouldn't i make mine it's Amen. somehow that gets lost in translation and, um, and that's what it is. But like I said, he's great to the fans. I can't say a bad word about that. 
He smiles for the camera. He talks to him. He signs everything. A little funny with the pricing I heard over at the last event he did, but a little. That was kind of. Uh, I was trying to be polite. <laughs> see, <laughs> call him as we see him, my friend. I, well, let's not. I mean, his pricing, even on stuff that he would sell through his website, is is just always been way out of line. I mean, yeah. he's, you know, he charges. Well, it way, it's not way out of line if if people are happily spending it and it's working i would love to see the books you think people are paying a thousand dollars for a signature on anything no, no. maybe a guitar if they get the guitar no, I, yeah I'm, but i'm talking about like a, a picture or a book or something you know not not a guitar that's worth whatever eight hundred dollars itself but right. yeah i mean let's be for real we've seen things like photos for hundreds of dollars Come on, dude. You're Vinnie Vincent. Don't get me wrong. You're, you're a talented guy, and and you've earned the you've earned the the if you want to say the right, you can sell autograph photos. But you know anybody who understands basic business would joke. You know if you're him and you want to sell sell a photo for five hundred dollars, and you know obviously it just costs the signature and printing the photo a nickel or whatever it is to print that. Instead of selling two of them. For a thousand dollars, wouldn't you rather sell a few hundred? Make a hundred fans happier. Yeah, you you know what I mean. And and you'll probably wind up making more money in the more money. That's my point. That was exactly it. You know, you want to sell them for a hundred bucks? You could you could sell you know a hundred of them for a hundred bucks. You know what I mean? Just whatever, dude. There's an ego problem there. There's there's a huge ego problem with Vinny. Yeah, I think that's what it comes down to. I mean, yes, he's he's extremely talented as a songwriter, but he's he, he's not at that level where he deserves to have that ego. I agree. I, I mean, mean, you think about it, he really hasn't put anything out in almost 40 years. No, that so. that's exact that's exactly it. I mean, what what is what has he done? You know, he his his claim to fame and this is why he would get booked anywhere he gets booked is because he used to be a lead guitarist in Kiss. That yeah. is it. It's not his solo work. It's not his solo work. Although it wasn't bad, it just didn't have the notoriety that, it of did, course, yeah, it, a it, band it, like Kiss gives you. But but let's be let's be honest too. He got his solo deal because yep. he was the former guitarist of Kiss. If he was that. never in Kiss, he would have never gotten that chrysalis. Yeah deal never yep. so and he cost is that he cost himself the way he behaved his chrysalis deal well there's yes. a reason yep. slaughter went on to go make tons of money and be successful what did they do they just replaced their lead guitar player and <laughs> continued know? yep and i'll tell you yeah. the truth they're 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 headlining uh cruise fest this year and they're well, and such a great group of guys to work with well, so yeah, let's, let's get into that. Yeah, yeah let's let's, let's go that. let's go back to Cruise Fest. We've done we've done our Vinny bashing, so we can get the people hating us again this week. Oh, that would um, hate me too. You, you know, but, but as it. you know, as Mark <laughs> says, it's the truth. You know, you if you want to hate the truth, go for it. But it, the truth is the truth. Yep. Um, let's go back to Cruise Fest. So, you you've got Craig Gas coming in. You've got a comedy night. What what else is what else is planned here? band wise so, and guest appearances and everything else so what we're going to do is we've got um 
So we got uh, that's night one will be the comedy show and the Bon Voyage party with DJ Noise. Gives people a chance to come in, register, settle in the hotel. They don't have to go anywhere that night. It'll be there. It'll be comfortable. The next day is kind of on your own. You don't have anything planned during the day, but you got to be back to the hotel by four if you want to take the shuttle buses. The party buses are 55 bucks. You buy them in advance. You got a round trip ticket to the club. You don't have to worry about getting an Uber. You don't have to worry about drinking and driving. It's and the buses will be there as soon as you come out of the out of the club. You just get on the on the party bus and go home. Well, back to the hotel. But the bands uh, that night we've got uh, Fair Warning, which is a really good van halen cover i think that people are, are tribute band i think people are going to really like them uh dress to kill which is an la based kiss tribute and their drummer greg crane who i got to give a shout out to he's been um he's been my mvp he's been helping with this event from day one and he is his work and help has been i can't even tell you how much he, he means to this event um then after him we've got the iron maidens up the irons very mm -hmm. happy about those girls they're um really really good I, i'm excited to see them myself uh and then after that we're going to be doing a reunion of the freelings comics um uh original members uh anton fig's going to be there which is going to be great because um you know anybody who has freely's comic stuff probably doesn't have that signature that's <laughs> a little hard to get sometimes um and then headlining of course is slaughter and that should be a really great show um, the thing that's cool is you can become a Cruise Fest VIP. It's like Tommy's here. Yeah. Um, so, Much. So I was saying that the VIP, that's something that we're really pushing. Hey, Tommy. Um, the VIP thing is essentially you become a Cruise Fest VIP. It puts you in the front of the show at the Yoast. You get a private area for the VIP people, which will have a private bar. Mm -hmm. So that you won't have to go through the masses and come out of the pit to go get your, you know, you'll be able to stay up there and enjoy the show. Um, of course, there's going to be, I'm doing special raffles that only VIP people can get. One of them is going to be um, uh, Yamaha's, which is one of our sponsors, uh, is giving us a nice Tom, which is going to be signed by all the bands. Uh, so only the VIP members can win that. And then we're going to pick five VIP members to come back with a guest and do a backstage tour and meet all the bands backstage. Oh, cool. So that'll fun. be kind of neat. But only the only people who buy a VIP can get entered in to win that. Um, I think it's a way to let people know. And all those people will get to meet the guys from the Freely's Comet and get signatures and pictures. We're going to have a professional photographer there. It's going to be taking photos for everybody. And I'm working on, and I wish I had him solidified today. We're actually talking tomorrow. Um, on and getting someone else to join in on that VIP. So, fingers crossed. Awesome. Welcome, Tommy. Sorry, guys. Real estate. I get it. We didn't count on you contributing anyway. <laughs> then I feel good. <laughs> I, I I told Joe, you know, the 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 junior highs were getting out, so. <laughs> track and field's just about over <laughs> yeah, and, I, and in, all, in all honesty too it's like i, I forgot it was thursday because i'm so used to taping on tuesday and just the day got ahead of me so yeah i mean not that you paid attention to the reminder i sent i've been out in the field all day today showing houses and stuff <laughs> 
Sorry, I'm like, you, I look at it like a brain you know, deal. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> who cares, right? Um, I mean, again, not, not that Tommy was going to have any valuable questions anyway. So, no. um, <laughs> uh, what, what, uh, you know, is, is besides those events, is it just going to be a big hang at the hotel as well? Is that what kind of ends up happening? Like expos yeah. and conventions? It's a great way for people. Like a lot of these people that go on these cruises haven't seen each other in a year. But we stay in touch on Facebook, you know, and, and I do Zoom calls with people that I become friends with. And, um, you know, so, yeah, it's got it. That's kind of why we scaled it back this year. Um, I, try, I just wanted it to be a fun event for the cruisers to come hang, have a few drinks. Speaking of drinks, um, the Drink It Up by Kiss, the Kiss Rum and Kiss Cold Gin. They're sponsoring the event, so they're going to be at both the hotel and at the venue with drink specials and bottles. People are going to be able to pre-order bottles. I'll have that. That's I'm going to have this. Uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty cool because there's a lot of people from overseas that can't get this stuff. Um, so they'll be able to pre-order through my website, the cruisefest.com website. <clears throat> Probably in about a week, the store will be open. It'll have the bottles in there. It'll have the t-shirts. We're doing pick sets. Uh, it'll be cool. Lots of fun stuff. You know, you're a KISS fan. It'll be a neat collectible. Well, and I think it's also kind of cool that you're doing it this way because then you don't have the stress. I can't even imagine what they went through like with the Creatures Fest. And this is a completely different animal and can be equally as cool, just different. Logistically, and I was telling them earlier, you know, Neil and I are friendly. I haven't talked to him in a little while, but I know that in the beginning he had asked me to get involved with Creatures Fest because, you know, he wanted an extra competent helper to help him out. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I didn't want to get involved for for reasons so, you know we don't need to dip back into again but point being is that i knew <laughs> as i'm watching it and this person gets added and that person gets added and then another one and then another and i'm like man that is going to be a logistical nightmare mm -hmm. and i know that some people missed out on their meet and greets because they were doing one thing while the another one was going on or they missed a band while they're doing the meet and greet it's hard to have an event of that magnitude and please all people um, and, and this event is going to be much simpler for, for us. I think it's going to be simple. You come out to the, come out to the hotel and we have two hotels. We sold them both out. The second one's a mile up the road. So it's the holiday Inn uh, gateway Torrance. So both be you come down, hang out with your cruisers, hang out. There'll be kiss music playing through DJ noise. They'll play other stuff too. He's got a great selection. And then, of course, we'll just hang out and watch a comedy show. Okay, Craig Gass and Hal Sparks and Courtney. And come on, that's going to be a blast. We're going to laugh mm -hmm. our asses off for two hours straight. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm not a huge comedy guy in the sense that I don't go out to comedy shows. But I understand it. And I know that people love these guys, especially Craig. I'm looking forward to seeing what he's got up his sleeve. Oh, and he's always funny. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, How and many? I, might have, oh, I, I might have missed this, but I was just curious. What led you to do this in the first place when you first started it? What, what was the behind it? What, what drove you to want to put these events on? Because they're a lot of work. They are. This one's a labor of love. Like I said, this is, a, this is not making money. This is not, that's not the point of this one. Um, this one, I guess I'll answer your question before I elaborate. But uh, I guess I started going to the first, I was on the first cruise and I've been on them all. And I went to all the pre-parties and about two, three, four, something like that. I'm watching these pre-parties. I'm looking at my wife and I'm like, eh, it could be better. 
You know, I have some thoughts. I have some ideas. But I didn't want to step on anyone's toes because I, I, I don't know. I just, it's just not my way. So I didn't do anything. But, you know, a guy was doing a thing at the Holiday Inn and I, I'm not mentioning names, but we started working on Kiss Cruise 5. I started helping him. And then by six, his partner that he was working with left. And he was like, dude, I don't know what I'm going to do for seven. It was in New Orleans. Well, New Orleans is my home away from home. I'm there every year. I got a timeshare there. I got, I know people there. So um, I jumped into promoter mode and booked the venue and we sold it out. It was awesome. Uh, I got great pictures of people around both sides of the building all the way around waiting to get in. It was pretty cool. So that kind of started it. And then that was like the first big concert that went with a pre-party, really. And then we did, well, Jay actually did some some concerts actually in, on Kiss Cruise 3. But long story short, I got involved. I like it. I kept my toes in the water. Uh, we stretched it all the way up to the Vinny thing in 2018. In 2019, we did the Cruise Fest. And then uh, 20, there was no cruise. 21, we canceled for COVID. So we're bringing it back. And I can tell you, this is probably my last Cruise Fest. I don't see me doing another one. Um, I don't see me doing another cruise either. Either I think 11 is enough. And uh, quite frankly, if they're not playing on it, I'll probably see Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, so you've been on all of them as well, eh, Joe? Yeah. yeah it's a little too. much. Well, you know, I, it's funny because my wife and I were just talking about that. By the way, I, that's one thing I did want to mention. If you're going on the first week's cruise, you're going to miss your event completely, right? Yep. Yep. Only the people going on week two alone, not doing the double can actually come to cruise fest and it was asked if i would move it before week one but i'm like if i move it before week one and i'm not going on week one i'm going to sit in los angeles for five days before i get on the boat it didn't seem feasible i can't take off that long from work i got you know i got a day job like everybody else um but so well, did you notice uh, i i and again i'm not trying to stir crap at all but did you see the prices for the week one now yeah I yeah, I, I, again, just as a consumer, this has nothing to do with being a KISS fan, just as a consumer. I mean, if I was going on the widget cruise and I paid X amount of dollars and then they offered the pre-widget cruise or post-widget or whatever, you went, hey, that's like half price. You know, I just I feel bad for the people that paid for week one and then they came out and cannonballed week one. Yeah, you see yeah. that's accountable. You can get on for like 500 bucks or something like that. Yeah. Um, I feel bad for those people who paid full price. And now, unfortunately, they can't take advantage of the cannonball. But you know what? That happens, though. You go for you'll, you'll buy tickets no. to a festival and then the festival's having trouble selling tickets and or they change things or whatever. And they start fire sailing and you can get a group on or something. Yeah, but it's not often that a festival holds the same festival a true. week earlier and has yeah. the two events right next to each other again mike and I, again i'm not trying to muck right i'm just i'm just saying i think that's bad business oh no i i, I agree i mean it, it 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 from the get-go when they announced that week one there was a lot of uproar people were already at the that's initial true. announcement going this doesn't make sense this isn't you know there was a lot of there's a lot of complaining let's put it that way well, I will say this, Kiss Cruisers are complainers. And I mean that in the nicest way because I love you. But I've met some of the best people on these cruises and I've met some of the absolute worst. Um, you know, and, and I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to put anybody down, but really, and I'm sure other cruisers will say this. When you look at the pages, they bitch and they complain. You're not going to change it. So you're just, why are you complaining? Just deal with it. 
Yep. I don't know. That's just my take. For personally, if I was on week one, I'd bitch that week two lineups is, is so much better than week one. And I think well, it is actually. I know, think week I two is the better our, lineup. Our so I mean, that's the one one saving grace for me with it. Yeah, uh, and then they just added Richie Cotton. They did, did you guys see that? Mm-mm. They the added Richie Cotton and Bisto Blanco and someone else. Black well, Sabbath. Bisto Blanco's good. I like to two that. or to one. To what? To two. Two. To two. The ones that went on one, I don't remember who they were. To be honest with you, because maybe it's because it. people are pissed that are going on two, so they feel like we better add some more talent. Well, uh, Richie Cotton sold me. I love the dude. He's fantastic. Oh, for me, it's Buck Cherry. So, but yeah, uh, me too. The, uh, Buck Cherry's the is the one I want to see. But again, you know, it's I don't go. I, if you check, uh, you could check the Kiss Cruisers pages long and hard. You'll never see my name. I I don't go go on that. It's you know, it's the same reason I don't go to the cesspool. I don't, I don't need to read garbage. But I was just saying that. As as a consumer, and I just that's how come I, I asked you, Joe. You're this you're in the same boat as I am. You've been on all eleven. Yeah. I I would as a KISS fan, as someone who again who started paying from day one, could you know, could I have gone on on this, you know, the pre, I guess they technically calling it the the first, you know, KISS Cruise one or whatever, eleven A or something. I, yeah, I mean, I wanted to go on all of them, but I'm like, like, much like you. I mean, I run a business. I can't just fucking split for two weeks. And, yeah, you know, and, and it's just like, I just thought it was, I just don't think it was handled well. And and again, you know, I didn't go online and bitch about it or everything. I'm just happened to talking to somebody who's in the same shoes I am. And you feel the same way I do. You're kind of, you know, we're big Kiss fans. We want to be, and I do, I want to be part of every single kiss cruise that the band is playing on and i'm not going to be able to do that no and i have said this before on other um podcasts and things too to let people you know people have asked me because it took me a while to put my lineup out the deal was is i had bruce to be our headliner and he was only booked on the second cruise um i was also talking with Dokken and vixen and a couple other people that i had pretty much ironed out and then i get the call from bruce Joe, I really love you, man. I want to do this, but you know, I got to do the cruise. And I, I, I said to his agent at the time, Alba, I was like, Alba, you know what? It's a kiss cruise. Bruce should be on it. Bruce is one of the most pure, honest, good people I've ever met. I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. He delivers the goods it. on every cruise Everything. he's ever been on. Everything, not just musically, but as a person, he's a solid dude. So I'm as a Kiss fan, I know that the other Kiss fans should have him on the boat. So I understood that. Um, I kept my mouth shut for almost a month before they announced it, which unfortunately I had to wait to book my shit until I could get to that point. But so having them do two cruises hurt the event. Um, you know, I, I, but fortunately for, for us, we got over it and we're moving. We've sold our tickets, we're pushing it. Um, I still need to sell a few more to get to the break-even point. So I hope people get involved and come out. And um, I have been getting a lot of local attention. Like I said, people from LA have been reaching out and being like, hey, how do I get involved in this? Which is kind of cool, you know? So we'll hopefully have some other people. Well, the you know, and and maybe this is, is an obvious, There's the answer is obvious, but you don't have to be going on the cruise to go to Cruise Fest, do you? Exactly. Nope. Anybody can come as long as you buy a ticket. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe you're not able to afford the whole cruise, 
but man, you go spend a couple days at an incredible cruise fest event, hanging out and having a great time with kiss fans and go back to your job. And I know some people, what they're doing, they're coming out Thursday, Friday, which is our event. It's Thursday, Friday, and they're staying for the weekend and going home Monday morning. So they're making a, taking a long weekend in LA and they get the room rate that I've worked out is like hundreds of dollars less than they'd pay somewhere else. So they were able to get a good deal and stay for a nice long weekend. We leave on Saturday morning, but then they have Saturday night to go to the whiskey or the rainbow and go check out some of the things in LA, you know, man's Chinese theater, all that stuff that people want to see as a tourist. So I think it's kind of cool in that sense too. And you're absolutely right, Michael, if people wanted to come, come out, come out, have a great time. We'll all say bon voyage and get on the boat. And then you go enjoy LA for a couple of days. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, real quick, it, it, it always felt to me that the, the adding of the week one cruise felt like nothing more than a cash grab. Many said that literally it was nothing more than that. It's like, you know, we don't know if there will be more cruises. My, my gut tells me they will try at least another cruise next year without kiss on it. And depending on how well it does, we'll determine if it continues past that. Um, but throwing one more cruise in here on the last time Kiss is going to perform on it just was like, this is just let's get as much money as we can out of this last last year with the band. I think a lot of people felt, felt that. And there were posts on Facebook that said that that I read on many a page. But I think in the grand scheme of things, you know, and I, I don't know, maybe I'm looking at it through rose colored glasses, but I see it as I understand that, you know, over the years, I've really, I really understand that Kiss is a business. As much as we are passionate about it and have been probably since we were old enough to, you know, run around with, you know, in diapers and shit. But point being is it's a business to them. Um, and it has to be because they're, they're making their money, they're covering their budgets and blah, blah, blah. I think they saw week one as an opportunity to say, hey, you know what, if we're not going to be playing anymore, let's do two in a row. Let's make a little extra. Let's give everybody what they want. I just don't know if how it's selling. I don't know if people are buying week one. I know tickets are still available. Well, Joe, because, obviously it's not because they cut the freaking price. I was going to say, and if they're cannibal, it's probably not instantly. as well. Yeah. Put it this but you, way, you, if you, it was high demand, would, would they be jacking the price? No, not, a, not at all. Not what? at all. No. I mean, Joe, to, to, you make a very good point, and this doesn't apply just to the cruise. This applies to everything in KISS. It applies to every single professional band out there. And let's be clear, professional means you do it and you get paid for doing it. If you get paid, you are not an amateur. You're a professional. It's always about the business. It has always been. And that's the problem, not just KISS fans, but fans in general have, is they can't, they can't take off their, their fanboy goggles for a moment and look at it through the realistic world of this is a business and it has to make money. If it doesn't make money, it will not happen again. It might get canceled before it even happens if it doesn't make money. This is why we've always said, you know, hey, Ace releases a new album. You don't like it, but you want to, you love Ace, buy it anyway. 
do it to support him from a business standpoint, because if nobody buys the next Ace album, there won't be another Ace album. If you don't go see Ace and tour, there won't be another tour. It's as simple as that. He, and I'm just using Ace as the example here, but it applies to every band out there. They love recording. They love playing, but they can't do it for free. None of these bands can afford to tour the country in a tour bus, pulling a trailer with one or two crew guys and not make money doing it. If they don't make money doing it, they're going to go find a job and no offense, Tommy, as a real estate agent. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're going to go find a nine to five job somewhere because they have mortgages and families and everything else to take care of as well. So fans, fans really have to look at everything as a fan, but also as a business. Yeah. Well, and I think the other part of it too, that people seem to miss is that it doesn't matter whether you have millions of dollars in the bank or 50, no one wants to give up what they have. So why would they tour and lose money? That just doesn't even make any sense. When I took uh, I used to work for the better business bureau as the marketing director. And I taught business ethics for a year at, at Ryder university. And um, while I was there, I got to meet a business professor who said something that stuck with me and it's been, 20 plus years since he said it. If it doesn't make money, it doesn't make sense. And that was the general gist of business in America. You're not in business to lose money. One oh one. One oh one. Don't make money, doesn't make sense. But I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to, to interrupt Joe, but I, theoretically I agree with everything you're saying. The problem with that statement from my perspective is, is that people don't believe it applies to someone like kiss or anyone else. That's a, well, yeah, right. And and anybody who's got mentality that that's exactly it. It's the fan mentality. But again, you know, kiss might have hundreds of millions of dollars individually, but if kiss as a business plans a tour and that tour is going to lose money. And we've seen this in the career of kiss tours get canceled. Creatures of the Night Tour. Creatures, yeah. Revenge. The Revenge. Psycho Circus was supposed to be a much bigger tour than it ended up being. It got canceled and cut short because it wasn't selling. So as a business, it's got to, it's got to, what, what, what I tell bands that I work with who want to tour, I'm like, your goal touring at least has to be breaking even. You've got to at least be able to come back from a tour breaking even. If you sit down now before a tour even starts and do all the numbers and it says you're going to lose $10,000, why? Michael, my father used to say this to me in business because I do a lot of estimating. (laughs) You know, if you're going to take a loser job, you'd go to that person and go, I can go broke on my own. I don't need your help. You know what I mean, like, I, I, I was a, a saying from my father. He's absolutely right. If the job's a fucking loser, why do I want to do? I wouldn't. I'm not going to do it. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a difference between doing a favor for somebody and you know taking one on the chin or whatever. But you know, to do that as a business model. And again, you know, let's piggyback this onto next week. Sorry, Joe, we're going to get off topic just for a second. But as somebody who helped out with the last two Kiss box sets, and- last August. 
I knew they were going to do another one. Guess what? There's no talk about right now. Another one. Want to know why? What? Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? I want to ask you a question about that. Okay. Because one of the things that I saw online and I read in a few different places, because it it seems to be all over the place and you have a variety of, of fans with different opinions and to their points, there was a few that I thought were, were, were dead on. When you look back at the Kistory box sets, they put out, or Kissology, sorry. When they put those out, a lot of that stuff, not all, but a lot of it had already been released into the bootleg communities. They put it all together, put it in a package, and it sold. And it sold very, very well. Now, some would argue that the quality on that release isn't as good as what you can find online or somewhere else at the time. And that's neither here nor there for me. So fast forward from that time to now 2022, all of a sudden you have all of this stuff hitting the market, specifically these different soundboards. How is that going to affect the bottom line if it's a smaller amount of people that are downloading and listening to that music Versus maybe the masses who may or may not know about it. Because I'm not saying you're wrong, Mark, but I'd like you to address that to all the naysayers that say that you're full of shit simply because of the fact that it won't affect sales. Well, number one, it will, and it, it's already, it, it, it will affect sales. Put it this way. If, if you were, and again, I always love using this word because it works. If you're going to be putting out widgets and you can get the widgets somewhere else for free, you're just not going to do it. It's plain and simple. Yeah, but are, are, Kiss fans, a... are Kiss fans passionate enough that even if they have that stuff, they still would want it on a CD or they would want it on a Blu-ray well, I'll, DVD? I'll the, hold on. Destroyer was, I think, A, because it was the first one. Okay. B, it was hyped so well. And as we know, anybody who bought it, it, it was just done incredibly well. And you can argue, yeah, we had... I think every single bit of that we already had. However, it the especially the demos were way better on the on the Destroyer bootleg. Uh, excuse me, were way better on the Destroyer box set than the bootlegs were. The geeks wanted that anyway. I'm one of them. You know, I I wanted that anyway. The the creature shows that leaked are, really make up the the live stuff on the on the creature's box um i'm just telling you that because i talked to the folks at universal there's no chatter right now that i i will i talked to two people very 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 intertwined uh on on the uh on the universal projects they're devastated they're devastated because they don't think that universe they think it's going to affect sales and if it affects sales there's not going to be another one that's all you know and 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 i think that 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 is uh great to share maybe someday down the road we could have one of those people on to say look i work for a label this is how it works and prove to people that you are 100% right. I believe you are. 
but it would be nice to have someone from the industry say it just to shut some of these other people up that are just so convinced they're right. Well, I but, mean, let, 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 let's, let's just look at the obvious here. I mean, the labels going all the way back to the advent of Napster have understood that music being traded, given away, downloaded online, literally destroyed the music business. It literally did, people. And that's not even up for debate, is it? That's not up for de de debate at all. You want to know why VIP programs paying $1,000 or more to meet your favorite artist exploded and are all over the place as much as you think they might suck and that's not the right thing to do? Because that revenue coming from those events replaced 100% the lost revenue these artists were making selling music. As soon as, and, and I was working with Kiss and all these other artists in the, right in the heat of all of this, when Napster was destroying album sales, artists were like, where are we going to make our money? We, you know, that, and we're not talking that they lost a few thousand dollars. Artists were losing millions and millions and millions of dollars in income that only a few years earlier they were making easily. All of a sudden, that income is gone. Yeah, they got merchandise. Yes, they got touring. But as the labels were losing the record sales, what were the labels trying to do? Take a piece of all those other revenue streams from the artists. It was called the 360 deal. A label will sign you to a deal, but they get a percentage of your touring revenue. They get a percentage of your merchandising revenue. They get a percentage of all of this other revenue, which they never touched Correct. prior to this because the labels were making money hand over fist selling music. In the blink of an eye, it dried up and disappeared. Artists were like, where's this revenue coming from? We, at a right time and right place, presented them with this opportunity to make money selling VIPs. And again, you can do the math. In that first year that KISS in 20, 2003 did VIP programs, it was a 60-day tour, and there were 25 $1,000 tickets per date. This doesn't count the gold and bronze packages we also sold. This is only the platinum $1,000 ones. 25 $1,000 per show over a 60-day tour, 60 tour, sold out in five minutes. Boom. Revenue was found for these artists, and they loved it because now it doesn't completely replace what was lost through music, but it became a significant enough replacement that, okay, we can do this. We're touring anyway. We're already doing these shows. We're already even doing industry meet and greets. Let's do one more meet and greet with a bunch of fans who paid. You know, when we first launched, Kiss was the high end at $1,000. And I think maybe Dream Theater was the low end at $300. Motley Crue was $400 at the time. Jessica Simpson was $400. Boom. 
revenue is found. It's, and, and, and I've said this so many times, it's the music business. And the joke in the music business is there's more letters in the word business than there is in the word music. Business is more important than music. The music is simply, and I know people are going to hate this. It's simply just a product. It's a can of Coke. That's all music is, is a product. The record label is Procter & Gamble. They've got a whole bunch of products lined up for the next year. And just like any business, they sit down every month, every quarter with their heads of VPs and marketing and accountants and everything else. And they review spreadsheets of projected revenue coming up and what the revenue was in the past. And they make business decisions based off of those projections and those numbers. And, and, and if, Michael, that is exactly why I brought it up. Again, go back a year, August 2021. I was already starting to get told, hey, can, what do you have creatures wise? What do you, you know what I mean? What, what, that's what we think we're going to be doing. Wasn't, it wasn't hundred percent, but like, that was the one they were talking about doing. It's now August of 2022. Trust me, Universal knows what happened with all the leaks and everything. Hey, what are we doing next year? We don't know. Not here's saying a, there's not going to be one. Right. And not here's my, 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 my guess would be people like Universal are waiting to see how the Creatures box set sells compared to the Destroyer box set compared to what they projected a year ago for sales. And based on those results, we'll determine if they continue to do this moving forward. What you just said, Michael, was exactly what the gentleman from Universal told me over the phone personally. They're going to compare how it did to Destroyer. That is going to be the benchmark, whether it's worth going forward. And somewhere in that spreadsheet, they drew a line that said, if the numbers fall below this, it's a no-go. If the number's above this, it's a go. That's a business decision. That's not, keep in mind, yes, there might be fans within Universal and other places, but they're not making decisions as a fan. They, they, they will never make that ultimate decision just based off of a fan's gut. Here's what I want as a fan. I'm a diehard. Sure, I'll buy it. They're going to look at the numbers because at the end of the day, their job's on the line based on the results that they can, they can deliver. And if somebody said, I pushed to do the third box set and it completely bombed and costs Universal a million dollars in losses, granted in the whole scope of Universal's revenue, that's not a lot, but in that project, it lost a lot of money. Whoever was in charge of that project probably is not going to be in charge of the next project and probably doesn't have a job. That's the way business works. If you lose money for your company, they're not keeping you around and paying you. They're going to find the next person who can do a better job. So it's all about business. I mean, you know, Joe, this goes all the way back to putting on 
you know, the cruise fests and bringing guests in. It's all about business. At the end of the day, you can't keep doing cruise fests every year if you're losing money every single year. Absolutely. You got to at least break even. As you said, I don't do this to make a living, but we, you damn sure aren't doing this to lose money on purpose. No, the last thing I want to do is be out thousands of dollars so everybody else can have a party. Exactly. Uh, that's what it boils down to. I mean, to. You, don't, you don't need help going broke? Really? Exactly. <laughs> when I was in corporate sales, we used to call it a pitch point. And the pitch point was essentially, okay, you've got your widget, to use Mark's term. Um, you got your widget, and you got to sell X amount to get the break even, plus, say, 15%. That's the pitch point. If we can't get to that point, we're pitching the product. And I mean pitches and chucking. We're not going to do it. Because if you can't get your money back, plus at least some sort of nominal you know, marketable increase that gives you your, your, your profit essentially. Now, I think that a lot of things that they do in the music industry now, they're not making the kind of money they used to. Let's be honest. I nope. mean, they are, some bands are, but, but, but that, that that's why they're being extra window. careful about it now because the margins are so much smaller. The exactly. overall pot is so much smaller that, you know, back in the eighties, it was, 40, I just read this, 40 years ago, I think yesterday, the compact disc player was first introduced. <laughs> if you, Mark, timeline is everything. If you mm -hmm. were a kid in the 80s, we repurchased our entire music catalogs on CD. And yep. the record companies were loving this. They found a huge pot of gold to resell the same product to you a second time. And not only was a CD initially more expensive, it got even more expensive as CDs moved on. I mean, remember when CDs were like over 20 bucks for a CD? I mean, they were, they were raising the prices. They were pushing to make as much money as they could out of it. They love that. And and one of the things record labels always loved was a new potential format. Because if a new format comes along and sticks like a CD did, mm -hmm. we rebuy everything again. And we're rebuying everything on vinyl again. Vinyl and, oh, oh, now you want to download? Well, okay, I'll, I'll go buy the download of it as well. So it's, it's business. They were looking, they had so much freaking money during the 80s and into the early 90s you know they 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 weren't concerned that and dried think, up in the blink of an eye well and to 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 maybe drive the point home for some of the people that are listening that are still shaking their heads answer this question for yourself honestly if somebody said to you will you come and work for 40% or 30% less per hour at the job that you do would you do it or would you look for maybe a different way to make the money that you're currently making at the job you have? I think if most people were honest, they'd say, well, no, I'm not going to work after years and years of, of becoming really good as electrician or any type of, of labor. Am I going to work for 30% less when my skill level is here? I'm going to find a different job where I can make at least that much or more. Why is it any different for a band going out on tour? or a record label releasing a product. 
at it some point. Be, but you know what it is? People are passionate about music and they let that passion cloud their judgment. Yeah. Right. Whereas yeah, you're not point, passionate. Yeah. Like I'm a project manager for a construction company. People aren't, pro aren't passionate about drywall. But, <laughs> well, Mark you know might I mean? be. But, no, I'm <laughs> underground, man. I do underground. I don't okay. Do but I mean, seriously, <laughs> that's what it is. It's that lack of passion for whatever product, widget, whatever that you have. Music has a way of touching people in a way that very few things do. You're 100% right. And you become passionate and in love with those people. You follow them. You know all about them. God, you remember when we were kids, we'd read the album liners over and over and over again. Look at all the pictures and read the hit parader and all that stuff. Now it's transformed to, into the internet, but that passion is still there. That, I think, is part of the problem with the music industry, especially with KISS fans, because they're uber passionate, uh, myself included. Um, but when they see this, they're like, oh, come on, man, you're killing me. Why do you got to keep? But it's a business. And they a lot of people forget that when it comes to music. Well, that, that, that's they 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 want that passion, but they want it for free. Now, right. To, right. Today, they expect to get that passion for free. They expect somebody else to just lose the money so I can be happy. That's not how it works. That's not nope. how any business works. And again. Any band that's out there touring right now, from Kiss to Buck Cherry to the unknown band that's just playing four dates across a state, that's a business. It's a hundred percent a business. And if they need, if they want to continue to next year to do this again, they gotta make money doing it, or they're just gonna say. I can't do this. I'm sorry for your passion. I appreciate your love, but you didn't buy our product. You didn't buy our product. So we can't do this anymore. That's it. That's what it boils down to. I mean, so, so, so people have to, you know, yet yeah, back Tommy to your original point. Yeah. There's a lot of discussion. Oh, the diehards are going to buy it anyway and blah, blah, blah. And, I'm not arguing that, but the business of the label who's putting up the funds to build these projects, that's a little factor. How big is that diehard base out there? But at the end of the day, it's about numbers. It's about what do they project to earn? Always what do they is. project to cost? And how much are we projecting to make? And if we don't hit that number, and I've, I've sat in meetings like this when you don't hit that number and you got to explain why you didn't hit that number. Um, tough decisions are freaking made. Projects can be outright canceled. Uh, you know, this is why bands ultimately get dropped by labels. You didn't sell enough records to recoup all the money we spent on you to record that album, to put you on tour, to market it, to promote it we as a label are in the hole. It could just be, we're in the hole $200,000 and we're just not going to get it back. We're dropping you. Why and would Mike, we... Mike, I think to be very clear on this, and this is what I, I don't think enough people understand. You can be an artist that sold millions three years ago, but if you're not recouping your costs three years later, they're going to drop you. Yeah. yeah. They made money. It's music business is very, what have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? Is what I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, record that, record labels are basically banks who loan you money 
maybe interest-free, but you got to pay it back. Actually, if, they're if, probably more like loan sharks. If if you went they're a lot of ways. Well, you know, I mean, can you can you get Tommy? Can you go get a loan from a bank, buy a three million dollar house, and then go? I I, I can't pay you back, but I'm going to keep the house. And you know, thanks. It was sorry it didn't work out. No. What happens? They take it back you, from you. You come home one day and there's a piece of yellow tape across the front door that says you've been evicted and you're locked out. I mean, that's that's essentially what's going on here. You got to pay back a record label. Unless the record label can see a decent chance in the future of recouping that money, they cut their ties. Because you're a product. You know, if if widget XYZ didn't work, eh, we don't make it widget XYZ anymore. Let's move on to widget ABC next year. And if that doesn't work, we move on to widget D, E, and F. Till they yep. find the widget that people want that works and, you know, has a life to it. But while all that's going on, they're quietly developing new widgets to replace the ones that don't work. So it's a business, people. I mean, yeah, we are passionate. We love this band. We, we, we want to support them all we can. And, you know, as Mark said, it's freaking cool to see these videos that have been leaked. It's freaking amazing to hear these soundboards that were, were, were leaked out. Um, contrary to what people believe, I don't, I have not amassed a huge collection of soundboards. <laughs> I saw that you sent me that. <laughs> and that's another stupid thing, too. I don't know once where where I said that. I'm pissed that people, I don't give, I'm happy. Well, they're that just, they're just are, reading into it, Mark. They can't, they, they can't believe well, look, that you'd care, be happy. Number one, but I mean, I get sent stuff. They're going, Oh, you, you know, whatever you got egg on your face or you, you're, you're so, what did some guy, cause somebody sent it to our site. They're like, boy, that Chikini's really pissed. I'm like, Pit, pissed at what? I'm not pissed at all. I'm happy. You guys are seeing it. Just, I'm happy to see it. I'm seeing it. Same I mean, fucking way you guys. L- l- listen, oh, I you will may have something on your face, but it ain't egg. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. I will say this right now. I will be extremely happy if this off the soundboards and the the box sets continue. If that happens, I'm everything I've been saying, we've been saying we were wrong, but that's a good thing to be wrong about because somebody made a business decision and said, yeah, we can still make money doing this. I'm just saying we're we're in a situation right now and and somebody else had brought this up this is what what's happened in the kiss world as far as i can tell has never happened to another artist before yes artists all have leaks but i don't know of another major artist of the level of kiss that like this much stuff got leaked out all at once at one time that's unprecedented yeah. i mean you really think about it that 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 causes bands managers labels to rethink everything yeah. maybe they should find who that leaker is and get that leaker <laughs> to handle the 2020 goodbye stuff that we're all waiting for maybe then we'll actually get some 
There you go. Well, trust me, they already know who who stole everything. You know, uh, yeah, I'm pretty everybody here. Trust yeah. me, I know they know. <laughs> we, we 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 will be doing an episode at some point in the future talking about everything that happened be- with this with this leak. It'll 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 all come out at some point in time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I hope we're wrong. I hope off the soundboards continue. I hope the box sets continue. I do too. It's it's just you you've got to understand there's 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 business decisions being made here not just cool decisions not just what would be cool for the fans it's yeah well, what what would be you know here let's put it this way what would be cool for the fans a freaking elder box set what's probably not a smart business decision an elder box set but if they sell enough of the others they would consider it so mm-hmm. to your point, if the others don't sell well enough, there will never be an elder box set. And I was thinking too, the other day, even if you take some of those videos that came out, like, uh, I don't know, one of the 75 shows from the East Coast, how cool would it have been if we hadn't seen it yet? They clean the audio up, they put it out on DVD or vinyl, and they include a Blu-ray cleaned up of it. You know, what a cool package that would be if we no one had ever seen it before. Well, you, you know, here's here's the thing. And this is 100 percent just pure speculation. But based on some of the stuff that we've heard the guys and Kiss talk about over the last few years, after they're done touring, we know Kiss is not going away as a band. No. They're just done doing major tours. And there's been talk about all kinds of cool projects that they're going to get involved in. Were those projects related to incredible videos being released, incredible DVDs, incredible box sets? I would venture to say, at least within the KISS camp, those discussions have happened over the last couple of years of, okay, when we're done touring, let's really ramp up doing some cool audio video releases. Right. What are those discussions right now knowing that a big chunk is now out there? Uh, you know, again, it's a business decision. Mm-hmm. And somebody, not KISS, somebody else will put up the money to support those business ventures, a record label, most likely. Yeah. And that record label makes their own decisions on it. Even if Kiss likes it, the record label may say, no, we are not going to release another box set, even if Kiss wanted to, because right. the label has the rights to all that. I mean, isn't that a business thing, Mike? It's a hundred percent business. Oh, and, oh, and you never you know, know it by reading something. <laughs> and, and Joe, it goes all the way back to what you were saying. It's like fans, fans don't think about the business in anything they don't think about the business from a a cruise fest they don't think about the business of putting on a cruise they don't think about the business of of a tour of an album it's just like yeah you got enough money do it right well well, joe Joe, look look at you what you're doing the people selling donuts and coffee and the people who run that theater you're going how look how many people without directly employing your who's your event is spreading money around the city yeah I, I, people you don't think we sold 500 hotel like rooms that. that is exactly that's what i'm talking about and, and guys i'm not trying to talk down to anybody but 
that's the thing that people don't understand that job creators and small business owners, it's not just the fact that, you know, Joe's putting up um, drywall, but there's a gas station where the drywall truck driver stops at and the, the Snickers bar he buys and the coffee he buys. And then he goes over to the Home Depot to get screws. And, and then that person that waited on it, the tentacles are long and frequent that, you know, small business and entrepreneurs and people who hold events like, like our guests, they, that's what makes this country run. And that's what makes all these businesses work. You just can't look at it as, Oh, Joe makes money or Tommy's making a percentage off of what, or what that's not the way life is, man. Everybody who decides to do something for themselves creates more for everybody else yeah mm, that's absolutely. the way the world works that's the magic of small business it is it is it is that's how business works that's how come i went off on this whole oh the boxes but well what about the people who manufacture the boxes or the label pressing plants or the cd pressing plants or the guy who makes the booklets yeah I was gonna say and the, the drivers who deliver all that stuff I, you don't even think about them it's not just Gene and Paul, you dummies. <laughs> it's a whole bunch of people you're going to affect if they don't make these. Now, all, all they care about is can they get this stuff for free? That's it. I mean, and again, this goes all the way back to Napster. Napster, Na- Napster in, in, a, in a very bad way, overnight removed value from music. It made music that a year earlier was worth $18. Now that music is worth nothing, but I still want it. And I want it for nothing. You keep recording your music and releasing it. I just want it for free. But I would also defend that a lot of these people, maybe some, but not all of them want it for free. I think they'd gladly pay for it. They just want it and have a very big problem with people like Mark or any other private collectors who have it and haven't shared it. But here's the thing, any one of those people, if you knew Mark or you knew some of the other investors at the time, could have probably gotten in and also shared in buying some of this stuff. But, but, they, but, 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 but Tommy, to what I said, they don't want to invest. They just want it for free. Mark, you put your money up, but you got to give it away, Mark. Yeah, and that I don't agree with. I mean, that that's what I talked about last week of like these these some of these fans who feel they're entitled to it no one's entitled to anything you're entitled for exactly what you pay for you go to cruise fest you pay x amount of money you're entitled to get what you pay for yep you're not entitled because you've been <laughs> you know because <laughs> you've gone on, tw- on on all the cruises you're not entitled to get into cruise fest for free i've showed right. this before you see what that is this was the exact cassette that came out of the soundboard from when Kiss did Fridays. It's got all three run-throughs on it. I spent a lot of money on it. Right here, not being a dick, I spent a lot of money on it. I'm not giving it to people. Sorry, just not. Sorry, you can, I mean, I'm a hoarder, I'm a dick. Fuck you. You, you go hunt it down, you buy it. And then you give it away. Come on, that's, well, that's worth, Mark. That's, that's, work. that's the whole thing. That's, a, that's what I mean. You do it. 
Or, oh, so you mean you're going to spend thousands of dollars on something and just give it to people? You're a great person. Knock yourself out. Yeah, and, or... Or let's take it a step further. If you have something like that, that you'd be willing to give to somebody else for the cost in which you purchased it so they can give it to everybody else, you recoup all your sure. money. Yeah, Great. I tell you what, anybody, anyone that wants to buy it and you want to spend thousands of dollars, send me the money. I'll, I'll make you a copy for thousands and thousands of dollars. And then you can give it to everybody you want. Yeah, then you do it. Then you do mm-hmm. it. And th- that's the whole thing. You know what? I, I know the, <laughs> whatever, you know what? I just use that as an example because, I, again, I've talked about it. A lot of people know that I, I own it, and and I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. But that's it. This is so obvious, and it's, it's no different than with a steak or something. You're going to bring all your family's groceries home and just tell your neighbors to come on over and eat for free. Now you can do that once and have a picnic or something. I mean, everybody's done that. But if you did that every single night. You'd starve and, and work. You'd children. be out of business. Your it's family, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, again, this is just the fact that you even have to explain this to people is 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 hilarious in so many levels. I know it's, you it's, have to explain it because I was standing in line at the post office yesterday, and there was a gal in front of me. She was probably in her early twenties, and she was holding a sweatshirt and a pair of jeans. And I didn't see any letters or anything in her hands. And I'm like thinking, well, why, you know, didn't matter. She goes up to the gal who's behind the counter. She's like, here, I want to return these. And, and the gal behind the, the counter is like, what, what do you mean you want to return them? She's like, I don't want them anymore. I want to return them. And the gal's like, okay, but this is a post office. I still don't understand what you mean. She's like, well, I don't want to keep them. So I, I need you to take care of this for me. And the woman's like, I'm sorry, I'm still not understanding. And she's like, <sighs> and she shows some type of receipt. And the gal behind the counter says, well, oh, you, so you're returning this as an Amazon purchase. You need to buy a bag or a box to ship them in and then print out the label and we'll send it back. And she just seemed flummoxed by the whole concept that she can't just dump the sweatshirt and the jeans on the desk and have that woman deal with it. It's it, dude, just again, the fact that, that without getting to it into in anything, we need more than ever, more than ever. We need home act back in schools, how to balance a checkbook, God, how to yes. do Oh, it's, it's just, Hey, just getting back to some cool kiss stuff. Now I, I talked about when, you know, I bought stuff on JR. I'm just showing this and this again, it's not showing up. This is a show that everybody has. It's on YouTube, but this is the master cassette. This is uh, it says, this was hot Sam's mix. I just thought some kiss geeks would like to see it. This is the original Tulsa, June 13th, 1975. This is something I bought off JR years ago, but it's pretty sweet. I mean, it's just even cool just to see. But this this tape was in the Kiss, Kiss Council, you know, when uh, when they recorded that show. So you know, yeah, that's why I collect stuff like this. Fun. I'm not collecting it to go. You don't ever get to hear it. No, I want it for myself. I think it's cool. <laughs> and anybody listening or on any one of those pages could have approached Jr. before you yeah. did. Yeah. And purchased it. Sure. Seems pretty reasonable to me. And I got a whole bunch of other cassettes here. <laughs> We're not getting into that. Village people, Kajagugu. But but Mark, I'm I'm the massive hoarder, apparently. That's right. That's right. 
just 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 so people understand i haven't hoarded shit in my you were never life. into that i when, never when you was and, I, when you and i first started becoming friends years it was long before three side um we first you know met each other i was just talking to you because you you were putting kiss stuff online and i was so into video and audio and stuff and you were like ah, whatever you know we're gonna do this you know i remember when uh what was one of the first online events that was happening? Because I, I think I met you at one of the first Chicago Kiss Expo. Yeah, I, I, it was either at a Chicago Expo or an Indie Expo. Yeah, but I mean, that was, again, Mike, you never, because Mike sent, Mike sent something from some Kiss site that was blaming Mike for being a hoarder and stuff. I'm like, Mike, I'm, I'm a massive player. hoarder of soundboards <laughs> and, I don't know, unreleased videos or something like that. And I'm like, Dude, this will probably freak fans out. I mean, I used I used to buy a lot of VHS tapes from Tommy at record shows. Mm-hmm. I threw them away years ago. I, I'm like, why the fuck do I need to keep videotapes of shit that's all over the internet? Mm-hmm. I don't need it. And the and the only shows I acquire Sorry. are shows that I pretty much have attended or had something involved with. I mean, I, I'm definitely not the person who's got to get like, oh my God, there's another show from 1974, the day after this other one. I got to get it. It's like, right. I don't give a crap. 30 years ago. I don't care about that stuff, honestly. I mean, if, if you like it, as we always say, great. But that does nothing for me. I'm, you know, I'm interested in events that I was at where I can go, oh yeah, I was at that show or I was at that in-store. I was at that whatever signing sure that's cool because i got a personal tie to it i've never been a massive collector of anything kiss related and saying that i still have a crap load of stuff i've got like 20 boxes of kiss stuff down in my storage room which i still need to make a trick about uh, a lot of that stuff i acquired while i was working with them I mean, I, I kid you not, when I was working with them at the merchandise company, not, maybe not every week, but at least once a month, you'd walk into the lunchroom and the lunch table would be just filled with merchandise, not just Kiss, but all the bands we worked with, sample t-shirts and hats and trinkets and trash and puzzles and, you know, just all that stuff that the licensing person has to clear out their office because there was so much crap building up. They throw it in the lunchroom and take what you want free. And I'd go in there and, okay, yeah, that's cool. I'd take that. And every Christmas, the company had their sto- their warehouse on the other side of San Francisco. And it's where they stored all the tour merchandise from past tours. And there'd be a friends and family sale once a year. And you could go in there and you could buy t-shirts for a buck a piece and you could buy tour jackets for 10 bucks. And they had a relationship with Sony. Sony would send them boxes of old CDs and you could buy CDs for a buck a piece. And, you know, it's just all sorts of old merchandise and collectibles. I remember buying an Ozzy Osbourne legitimate RIAA platinum award for I don't remember one of his first albums for 30 bucks, 30 bucks. I turned around and eBayed it and got like 500 for it. 
but I'm that's I'm, my kind of guy. Right I'm there. not I'm, I'm not that hoarding collector. I'm just like, oh, that's cool. Uh, that I like that hat. What am I going to do? I'm gonna, actually going to wear the hat. I'm actually wearing the shirt. I'll actually 500 bucks buys a lot of hats and a lot of beer. <laughs> God, you know, it's like, no, I don't buy this stuff to put it in a box and never look at it again. I buy this stuff because I want to use it. Oh, I like that kiss pencil. I'm sharpening it and I'm using it. Oh, I got yeah, a, I got a kiss stamp. I'm putting it on an envelope and I'm mailing it to Tommy. No, no, Mark, no, <laughs> Mark, no. That's the only thing I covet is the kiss stamps, and I don't want kiss stamps from anybody other than Mark when he sells them, so that I can uh, mail something to him. I mean, the 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 collecting world is a curious and interesting world, and yes, and you know, and I got no issues with anybody who wants to collect all that stuff or whatever if it makes you happy. God bless you. I mean, well, you know, Joe, you and you and Mark them. have great rooms there. That's awesome. That makes you guys happy. I love it. I don't. I'm all for it. I I'm all for it. It's just not me. And I don't. I've never judged fans by anything along those lines. You know, I've I don't, always been the kind of collector, though. Like you look around me, everything here in this room is from. Like I could tell you exactly where I got it, what the experience was that went yep. with it. That's um, exactly it. Yeah, I say I that like, all the time. I don't buy like I know all the knuckle bones. People, the you know, I know guys that have all the all the knuckle Me bones. Either. I don't need that. What I have, and I'm doing this just to show you. Like these are all the every one of those yeah. is an event, and all my guitars are various meet and greets. You yep, know, that you've all, got a personal story to it. I've all exactly. I've always said for me, collecting is much more about the hunt than the actual acquisition of the of the item itself. It's I spent, you know, one of my absolute favorite stories is I remember as a kid walking into a garage sale and finding the kiss puffy stickers sitting there for a quarter a piece. I was just like, oh, my God, I'm walking out with these right now. That is more important than actually owning the puffy sticker itself, was being able to find them and how, how I found them and how I acquired that. And, yes, I've got, you know, you know behind me, I've got, I've got my, my gold and platinum awards. It's, it's because those I didn't. And, again, if somebody wants to buy them off of Kiss Online, awesome. But well, these were given to me for what I did when I worked with the band. So it, that to me, that's what's important about collecting is, is the story of how you acquired that item. Well, and what I appreciate about you two guys with your collections is I know where everything is. So if I want to take a trip down memory lane, I just got to come over and take a look and I'll enjoy it just as much as you. Yeah, do but you'll never you'll never use. get out of Mark's basement. Anybody who goes in is stuck there forever. Uh, there is a theory about that. <laughs> but the point being is, is it's there. I could go and enjoy it by looking at everything that you've got and really enjoy being in the moment. But I don't have to worry about moving it, it getting damaged, flooding like Mark just went through doing this whole basement. And all the other things that, that it, it kind of, to me, is it's like it's one more thing that it anchors you somewhere. Yep. Yeah. But you know what, with me, cause again, just, uh, you know, I, I, Tommy and I've talked, I didn't have my 
my basement never flooded. I just started getting trickles of water after. So I, I, I had this house built in 98. So I've been here for 20 plus years. I'm just starting to, you know, foundations crack and you get, you know, some yeah, water. You were, you like, were you know preemptive. Correct, correct. So, I mean, I would have had to make those repairs anyway. But what made it so difficult was moving is on. I had to take, yeah, Dick, so I had to take, I don't know if you can see, I still haven't fixed, put it, there's no, every, everything's fixed, but I haven't put up, I still have parts of it that still aren't up where they were. So there's some major, and I've even on, on over there, I've, I've got things boxed that, normally would be displayed i don't know i, mean, I could see know. mark actually trying to get a sample of dna from <laughs> and paul and gene. having there's, them uh, like my here's my know. gene again with you know i guess tommy we can say this now because our, our good buddy unfortunately isn't with us anymore but we, no. we're gonna well, we're not gonna no that's okay. that's something that i want to i'd like to just Keep. Take to the grave. Gotcha. Okay. Good. Good. There was, there was um, jo there was Joe. Joe. We, we kind of got way sidetracked here, but Sorry. it was all kiss-related discussions. I get um, it. Where Where do people go to buy a ticket to Cruise Fest? Cruisefest.com. Um, there's the spells with a K. Cruise Fest with a K, of course. Um, so yeah, is that, like, is that like a key party? Tommy wants to know. He just a key me. party. <laughs> what? Why don't you enlighten us, Mark, as to what that is? For all of the viewers who don't know what a key party is, I don't know. <laughs> Mark, you brought it up, brother. Is this just a Nambla only event? <laughs> Do you need to have? Do you need to have a kiss key? <laughs> exactly, Joe. Get the time. Oh, it's been nice, man. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah cruisefest.com. There you go. Everything's there. Um, there's one thing that's not there yet that will be that we haven't touched base on yet that I'll just mention. These events that the that the cruisers do um, for the pre parties have always had a charity component. Um, and anybody who knows me knows I'm a huge Alter Bridge Mark Tremonti fan. Nice. He came out with that Sinatra album, and he's donating that because his child has Down syndrome. So he's donating proceeds from that album to the National Down Syndrome Society. Um, we will be donating um, all the monies that we can raise, the profits of, of the whatever's left over, if there's an over, um, and money from our charity raffles. We're going to donate all that money to the National Down Syndrome Society in Eric Carr's name. Oh, that's and, awesome. Um, we're going to do it and we're going to support Mark Tremonti and his drive for this, too. Um, we're, we're working on some really cool raffle items. We did get one from Sixth Man. They gave us a cabin on the Beach Boy Cruise to raffle off. So we'll be raffling that off, um, which, you know, I, I know a lot of KISS cruisers that went on the Beach Boy Cruise and every one of them, every single one of them, not just like some, all of them had an absolute blast. What they said was that it wasn't as crazy as the KISS Cruise where you're running here, you're running there, you're running here, you're running there, you're up all day, you're up all night, you sleep none, you drink it too much. Blah, blah, blah. By the end of the cruise, you need a vacation from your vacation. This was actually a vacation and, and so many people spoke highly of it. So I asked for 
um, one of them and they gave it to us, which I think was great. Um, I've reached out to uh, the Gene Simmons camp. They haven't gotten back to me yet. Um, I've reached out to uh, Paul through Keith and he said to reach out to him later. So maybe he'll give something. Um, and we are, we do have some stuff. Some of us um, around us have kissed stuff. I've gone through and pulled some old um, vintage altcoin stuff um, that I might have doubles of or just okay with letting go. Um, and we're going to create some neat raffles for old 70s kiss merch. So hopefully people who even aren't going to the event will buy tickets. These tickets will also all be on cruisefest.com. I need about a week to get everything done. Um, the raffles and the shop will be open in about a week and then people can buy to their heart's content. And I, I really do hope people support it. I think it's a great cause. If anybody knows anyone with Down syndrome, and I've known, I know quite a few, um, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a wonderful organization, what they do. They really, really try to help, not just the kids, because let me tell you something, many people with Down syndrome are very, very functional. It's just, you know, what happens when the parents go? Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's those types of things. And I think it's great that there are people that are thinking about that outside of the families. So if we can help, um, I'm happy to do it. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, everybody head over to cruisefest.com. Even if you're not going, make, take a vacation to LA. Have some fun with Kiss and see the sites. Yeah, go see the Tate LaBianca murder sites. Yeah, yeah. That's always a hoot. Well, Joe, this was, uh, it was always, it's always a pleasure Thank catching you. up, chatting. Um, best of luck with the cruise fest. Thank you. And, all. and maybe yeah, hit can, us up right before it. We'll, we'll, maybe you can know, we'll get Mark on stage. Bit. Yeah. Well, Mark will be there, right? I will. I'm staying in the same hotel. Um, no, I will see you. You will, you my play, friend. You can, you can play drums for somebody. There you go. Just Pretty give sure. me the Speedo. <laughs> well it is la yeah. Yeah. i always said i always said i should uh get a get a get a kiss tribute band with guys my size and we can be called larger than life the overweight tribute <laughs> ah, that's good sign <laughs> me up on your age freely i was there thinking cruise fest after after dark there you go, there you go. <laughs> we'll have to have lisa on for that yeah so. I, i'd like to thank the three of you really for having me on i really appreciate oh, it, it was a pleasure I, I, You're welcome I back, my friend. You're welcome yeah. back. We hope Thank your you. uh, we hope your events a smashing success. Thank you. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you again, Joe. If you have something to say? Leave a voicemail or send us a text message. Call 320-515-4771. Well, Mark, I think you know what you're doing uh, in advance of the cruise. You're going to be hanging out at Cruise Fest. I will be. I think it will be a powder blue speedo, or should I wear my uh, Latin lover red speedo? For that, so. Do you have a leopard print? Well, you know what? In in uh, in honor of Paul's uh, creatures of the night uh, guitar, yes, I have a, a cheetah print. Oh, and speaking too. of, I just I got to show this. I just there's. Can you see that? I, we can't, Michael. This is uh, that that whole freaking. Nope, nope, nope. Oh, oh, right there, right there. Go. Yes, we. I can now. That's the guitar. Sort of. Yeah, sort yeah, of. Yeah. yeah, it's a t. It's a t-shirt. It's a sample t-shirt, animalized with Paul. Turn it around um, right there. You'll be able to see it. Turn it around. No, no. Oh, wait, uh, hold, uh, on, hold on. Hold on. 
now yep oh god damn do you do you you just disappeared you're like bert <laughs> i don't know anyway uh, fuck it anyway there's a there's a cool line of t-shirts being worked on based off of like i'm actually wearing one right now it's paul stanley's guitars um as more details become available we'll let everybody know um anyway cruise fest sounds like a good time sounds like uh, a mini kiss expo in front of a big kiss expo the cruise basically yeah, well, let's face it, you know, as someone, you know, much like Joe, I've been on every one of the KISS cruises. There's no need to look for the party. The party's there. And, yeah. Uh, you know, when you get there, I'm sure the the hotel's going to be rocking, you know, nonstop and seeing all the awesome people. Because, you know, again, there's a reason I go every year, just like Joe does. It's fun, man. It's just fun every year. It's awesome. It's KISS. Well, I, I think that that's the perfect homework question. Have you attended... Uh... A past cruise fest you know what'd you think do you have a good time are you going back this year let us know let us know yeah. and and if you've never gone but you're going on the cruise it's got to be cruise number two it's not you can't go to the cruise fest in front of cruise number one week one it's week two um get yourself a ticket uh it's pretty much guaranteed you'll have a good time so again, cruisefest.com, check them out. Let us know if you've attended any in the past. And that's it. We'll see everybody next week.
show. Visit threesidesofthecoin.com. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate your support. Voices for Three Sides of the Coin, provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.